This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sports talk show for your drive home. Friday night, I lit, went home and rushed my wife to get ready so we could go see Top Gun Maverick. We get we get up to the counter and they have a Top Gun Maverick popcorn bin. Oh! And then they have a Top Gun Maverick souvenir cup. Oh! Did you take your cup to the danger zone? <laughs> oh, what the big cup full of Mountain Dew? <laughs> This is Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back, Rob. Triple in for Carl Dukes. Hey, if you're around Mercedes-Benz Stadium tomorrow, if you're going to the game or you just want to be in the mix, go by the Reverb, the Hard Rock Hotel right there across the street from Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Broadcasting four days, going to be Andy Bunker, Randy McMichael, Brian Gephardt, and Smokin' Joe Patrick, that's a reverb. Lovely boutique hotel right there. Yeah, man, cool spot. We're going to maybe do a little tailgating in there before we roll in. Uh, watch that early game, 4 o'clock, of course, TCU, Michigan. And it looks like, depending on who your weather person is, yes. uh, it looks like it's going to be about uh, noon to 2 o'clock. The rain kind of tapers off. Have you ever noticed that? Uh, have you ever noticed? <laughs> you, ever, you ever wonder why? <laughs> they spent, I worked in uh, TV news. I, I worked at uh, whatever the CVS affiliate is now, Atlanta News mm-hmm. or whatever. They spend a gazillion dollars on weather equipment. They still can't get it right. They still can't get it right. It doesn't matter. A gazillion dollars. But as long as the uh, meteorologists are attractive, it doesn't matter to me. Well, that, <laughs> who, by the way, while we're on the subject, before we get to the uh, college football dog report, who is your person, by the way? What, weather person? Yeah. Dagmar was for a long time, but she just kind of yeah, left down. Yeah, she's not there anymore, but I mean, who's your, who's your person? Uh, what's her name at uh, a, that place now, the CBS? I can't remember her name. She's a... Uh, She's lovely. She's lovely. I can't remember her name, though. Well, let's get let's talk dogs. Not, not finishing the thought. Who are you talking about? White girl, black girl, blonde, brunette. What are we talking all about? All of them. They're all lovely. <laughs> Gosh. I mean, who are you? You know I don't have my fastball today. See, I like Joanne Feldman. I'm into that sort of Renee Russo, she's, uh, Thomas she, uh, Crowley. She's adorable, too. A little, little more mature. I like know? older women, as you I know. Yeah, there you go. Squid, how about you? Who's your favorite weather vixen? I mean, weather person. <laughs> well, I was a big fan of Karen Mitten back in the day. Okay. She was yep. pregnant for like nine years on the air, though. Right. Seemed like she's always pregnant. She was lovely, though. Yeah, we had that Dagmar midcap on, yep. in studio one year when yep. I was working with David Pollock. And she had that whispery voice. Yes. We'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Was she wearing one of her patented sweaters? Oh, she wore those tight sweaters. She, remember, she turned to the right and you couldn't see anything like west of like Doraville? <laughs> she's <laughs> locked out Alabama, Mississippi, Texas. And we'll have this storm front coming right through. She had that whispery voice. It was, yeah, yeah. It was almost like a throwback, you know what I mean, like the 50s or something, wasn't it? Yes, the sweaters, it too. Dagmar Midcap. Giddy up. Memory. Now she's a Canadian media personnel. Is she really? Yes. Okay. By the way, we like uh, David. Uh, is it David Chanley? Is it from Fox 5 2? Is like him as well. We always see him on the golf course. We always see him out there. He's a good dude. All right, let's hit the damn uh, uh, I don't know. I don't pay attention to the male <laughs> weatherologists, <laughs> meteorologists. <laughs> well, Glenn Burns is out now. <laughs> 
Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. The Dog Report is brought to you by Engineered Solutions of Georgia, a proud partner of the Georgia Bulldogs. That could be tonight's game winner, your favorite uh, female media member in Atlanta. There we go. Now, balls. That'll, you know, that'll get John Chuckry perked up. Yeah, I mean, Chuckry, by the way, and I uh, hope he's feeling better. He has some health concerns. But yep. uh, Chuckry, I got to tell you, some of the uh, local TV personalities may have to get a restraining order against know, Chuckry. Right? He's really over the well, top. What he calls love, other people call stalking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> said Travis Bickle. All right, guys, let's start with the dogs. I think here is the consensus. If we got, if we've learned nothing through the four days today, uh, or that we through today we've worked, is that everyone feels that yes, the Georgia secondary, they say they've tightened it up, but do you think that even if you have improved on what you needed to work on, there's still so many great athletes. If Stroud can get right. that ball out, do you see? I don't. If you think Georgia's going to skunk Ohio State, I just can't see that. I, I think no, I, I see them scoring at least twenty-four them. points yeah, at least. Yeah. Yeah, but they are what they are. I mean, they're very good. Right. And it's funny how preseason uh, Georgia's secondary is ranked as the best in the country, and that certainly hasn't necessarily panned out. And I think we are nitpicking by – but this is a this is a matchup here. The Ohio State's gifted receivers right. against Georgia's secondary, but how much better can those guys get? It could be a physical limitation. I think um, Rusty Manziel is talking about uh, – might have been Keely Ringo – kind of limited to the hips, and that can be the difference between drafting the second round or maybe the sixth right. round, you know what I mean? So maybe that's the limitation. I'll tell you what a big factor that could be tomorrow. Think about there's been a long layoff, right? Right. I think turnovers could be an issue. Be a little rusty, you know? Be a little sloppy. Well, Georgia, it could affect both teams. Georgia did get after some physical practices, so I, you would think that the, those guys have been pretty good as far as holding on to the football. You know, it's funny because Ohio State was humiliated against Michigan, and then they come in here, they got to answer all those questions three days in a row, the media stuff. It's almost like you, you feel like, I almost felt like Ryan Day was biting his tongue yesterday in yeah. front of the media because, like, he, he's supposed to be an offensive guru. Mm. He's going to, you know, it's really the pressure's on him. He's hearing the whispers already. He's they're got a ton of pressure him. on Yeah, him. they're calling him John Cooper for crying out loud. <laughs> I mean, this is a dude who uh, two years ago looked pretty darn good beating Clemson. Unfortunately, their quarterback, Justin Fields, yeah, got yeah. basically broken in half by Skalski. Wouldn't, couldn't Man. give you anything for the Alabama right. game. Right. That's absolutely true. You talk about physical practices. Well, that might be the S, and here's, here's Broderick Jones on a uh, – on the, on the day of Tuesday, what that means for Georgia. I just believe Bloody Tuesday gives us an advantage. I ain't even going to lie. You know, Bloody Tuesday, you know, you just got to come in with this type, with this different type of mindset, just ready to maul somebody in practice. Even though he's your brother, you know, between those lines, nobody's friend. So, you know, you just got to do what you can, you know, to make it out alive. <laughs> so you just got to be prepared and be ready and, you know, us going against each other, you know, trying to kill each other out there on Bloody Tuesday, I think it makes the games easier for us. There you go. See, again, I don't know about, I don't know what Ohio State does. If they got a Bloody Tuesday, <laughs> Georgia's got one. And this goes back to everything we've talked about. Tantric and, Tuesday. Yeah. Up in Florida, so, what it is. <laughs> so everything we've talked about in the, in the, the machine that Kirby has built, you know, right. this thing that's on the rails right now. And, and it's, as I think Randy and you and I talked about this the other day, the handoff, it's not, you know, Saban, it's not, you know, Alabama light. It's Georgia. It's mm-hmm. Georgia football, and Kirby's put his own stamp on it. Everything I read today, I was reading some of the Ohio papers. I read the Cleveland paper and the Cincinnati papers today, and they were doing their random panels and getting guys nationally and locally. Right. Of course, all the local guys are homers. And they, they, Ryan Day's going to come up with a plan. And then uh, the national guys were saying that Georgia's got a better coaching staff. There's more brain power on the Georgia side. I agree with that. Absolutely. I, hands down. I agree. All right, here's uh, Kirby Smart on being at their best when it's absolutely imperative that they do so. You know what they're going to do, and you got to stop them, and uh, or they got to stop you. And 
that's the best teams I've been around. So we don't try to overthink it and try to be at our best when our best is needed. And that comes from a mental disposition, a physical disposition, and maybe a schematic disposition. But uh, we try not to overthink it. There you go. Don't overthink it. I know that uh, we have spent so much time on the secondary. Then, of course, Alabama's uh, – oh, Alabama. Ohio State's run game. They lose, they lose one of their running backs. They've had injuries in the running back department this year. Uh, that would be a great if – the, if you really want to find a way to beat Georgia is establish the run, but it's, there's no one who could see them doing that against Carter in that front. Absolutely. You know what? It's interesting. Remember what Chuck Smith said, though. How do you deal with Jalen Carter? He said, go right at him. Just go, go right at how him. How do they go after Aaron uh, – Aaron, um, Yep. <laughs> well, let's hear what Chuck had to say about how to deal, how Ohio State should deal with Jalen Carter. I go at him. I make it a backyard brawl. I have one guy blocking him, then I have another guy come and peel him off and try to knock him on the ground. Everywhere Jalen goes, I, I challenge him. Mm. Great players, a lot of times, particularly in the college level, don't get challenged because I won't say guys are scared, but there's an over-respect factor. Hmm. Number one, I'd make everybody else beat him. I would run power plays at him, double team. I wouldn't let him get on many one-on-ones. But I would turn into a backyard brawl, and, and I would just see how to, how a big bully, a great player like him, handles it when they go at him in a way that he's not used to it. But if you sit back and play comfortable football with him, I think, you know, clearly with his talent, he's going to manhandle the guys in front of him. And that's, that's the first thing is I turn into a, a nasty fight and see how he handles that. You remember last year how Georgia would win, and sometimes this year as well it would be a slow burn, slow boil. Right. You know, they kind of wear teams down. Mm-hmm. And, all, of course, all those great defenders went out of the NFL, and now it's Jalen Carter and, and other guys that are going to have to step up to Chuck's point. But I just – it's hard. Do you see – by the way, do you see it a higher-scoring game? Because the over-runners at like 62. You see it getting into the both teams in the 30s? Yeah. I think one team gets in the 30s, and that's Georgia. The other team will be in the upper 20s. That's, that's So I, I would go the under on that. 62 and a half right now as we speak. I know that uh, Sandra Golden tweeted out that Bovada, the online site, had Georgia down to six. I still found it at six and a half. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go with Georgia six and a half. I'm gonna, we got the picks coming up uh, next segment, but I got it 31-24. We're going to do this. That'll be tonight's game winner, by the way. We'll get your prediction. You tell us why, what, uh, which team's going to win. But you you like that, though? That goes under. That would be, uh, what, 55? I, I, I think it's going to be an under. I do. Because I think both both defenses are actually pretty good. You know, I know you can say everything you want about how explosive Ohio State's offense is, but I think Georgia's going to make their quarterback uncomfortable, and I think that's going to limit their scoring. I think he's going to throw his way into some turnovers. It is funny, though, because every time we've had – didn't I say this to you yesterday? From the Oregon kickoff classic mm. to the Tennessee game right. <laughs> to even the Florida-Georgia game, you know, to the, even the LSU game, we gave you all the reasons, well, they can be closer, and then Georgia just kicks everybody's just, ass. Yep, yep. I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case tomorrow, though. And I think Ohio State is pretty angry about what happened in Michigan. They want to they want to prove themselves, certainly. So right. I think there's a lot to be said for right. that. But as for uh, Brock Bowers, a gifted Georgia tight end, it's very simple with him. I think it's just like the the work that we put into it, and uh, that's kind of what the culture is built around: just hard nosed working dudes, and um, that's what we do throughout the year, and just go performing these little lose little opportunities that we get. You know what? You know who I think has the the game tomorrow is not okay. going to be Brock Bowers. I think Darnell Washington. The unicorn yeah. himself is probably going to have seven catches, right. 92 yards, two touchdowns, and a couple of uh, vicious blocks. Well, it's one of those things that you and I have chatted about before where it's like, 
when you watch those games, if you've been at George sitting down low and you're like, how do you, how do you not get him the ball like you know 20 times? I know, right? It's the same thing we say about McIntosh. That's what you've got so many weapons. The only area that you say be is a little bit thin would be the wide receiver room. Uh-huh. And again, Kirby's kept it close to the vest about Lad McConkey, but I still you know he's playing. McConkey's going to yeah. do something. There'll be a reverse or something, and Bowers right. will get involved. But it's just you're right. You look at that, and there's just nobody in the in college in the, all of NCAA that has anything like Darnell Washington. Loaded, 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 and he's just a physical freak. I mean. He's 6'7", 260, runs a 4'4". Right. You saw him hurdle that guy in the Oregon Oregon game as well. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, the TCU-Michigan uh, game, you're still holding on to TCU in the upset? I'm going to hold on to it. I mean, we looked at the – look at the numbers again. It's just, man, Michigan defensively, Michigan McCarthy's really improved week to week as quarterback. Yeah. But you just feel the – Especially on deep balls, too. Right. You saw that, saw that Ohio Had State. Had they beaten Kansas State, I feel different. But Kansas State showed you what a physical team could do against mm-hmm. them. That's true. That's a good point. And Kansas State is physical. They're always feisty, too. That, right. That Alabama-Kansas State game might be pretty yeah. good. Although I feel I, Alabama's uh, quarterback's getting a lot of heat for playing in this a meaningless bowl game. He should save himself. If he wants to play, let him play. Florida had a tackle go down like with 90 seconds left in the game last night. Yeah. Term time went down. It was brutal. You hate to see it. I, I will say this, though. NFL play, you know, the NFL personnel guys, I think you could look at one at the combine when they ask you those questions and go, look, I was ready to work for you. You know what I mean? When people give you heat. But I got to be honest, one of my favorite uh, Florida State players was Dalvin Cook. Played in the Orange Bowl against Michigan when everyone was telling him not to do it. And it was a big part of that win and then went yeah. on to the, obviously the NFL career. There you have it. I get, we're gonna but come you back. can't fault those guys. It's a business. Look, if you're playing in the Sun Bowl, adios. Oh, yeah. If I'm in a Final Four, I'm in. Everything else, I've never all had, bets are how off. Long before we, how long before we eventually have a player opt out of a playoff game? That's going to be where the, that's when the wheels will come off. That's going to happen, right. my friend. Otherwise, I don't care. It's fine. Going to come back and uh, do our picks and help you fund your retirement. Stukes and Bell, <laughs> Rob Tribble filling in Sports Radio 929 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's Dukes and Bell. Lord, Lord have mercy. mercy. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. All right, folks, time for the pick segment. Robbie Tribble picking for Carl, unless Carl has communicated his picks to Squid. He did, unlike me, who was busy drinking at the the Palace Saloon in Fernandina Beach last Friday and did not get my picks in. Had I gotten my picks in, I would have gone two and one. Two and one doesn't matter. Zeno did my picks. I went one and two. 
He always screws me, man. Always screws me over. Anyway, what are the standings right now, Squid Billy? How do we believe you to went two and one? I mean, we're just supposed to take your word for well, it. I could have really lied and said three and zero. Oh. What do you got? <laughs> All right. So the standings. Uh, Carl Dukes is in first place. Uh, the 28, 18, and two record. He is cheating to lead the standings. There's no doubt about that. Mike Bell is in second place. That's the first loser at 24, 22, and two. Chris, the defending champion who clearly lost his free trial service he used last year. He was definitely using a town service last year. Is now 22-25-1, and I would add a caveat to that. The Monday-Thursday night picks that him and I are doing, he is going to lose head-to-head to me by three to four games. So clearly he's cheating, or he did cheat. And I am uh, I suck at these random picks because I am 18-27-2, and, and I went 0-3 mm. last year. Oh, my. Or last week. Oofa. Hi, Rob. Just for uh, strictly uh, entertainment purposes, what do you like this weekend? <laughs> well, you know I do have an upset. What you got? I got TCU upsetting Michigan. Seven and a half points you're getting. Yes, well, Matt, Mike, I got to tell you, many battles take place, not in the field of conflict, but in one's heart and mind. Max Dugan mm. will execute with a cold, steely, and cold-blooded determination of a predator on the Serengeti Plain. Therefore, I have TCU upsetting Michigan. Okay. Uh, Georgia minus six, Ohio State, Georgia covers. Right. This is, I, I agree with you, like a now, 33-24 it, type of game. Have we seen it down to six? Sandra Golden was reporting, uh, Sparky, uh, Sporty Spice is reporting it's down to six on Bovada, which we'd love. Bet QL has it at six. That's, uh, All right. I looked at that earlier, not going to lie. I'm, six it is. And I got Falcons, uh, Falcons, a field goal favorite. Guess what? Falcons are going to shake off all that negativity of uh, yes. losses over the past few weeks. They're going to roll by 17 over the Cardinals. Well, I love your positivity because Vegas has moved them up to five-and-a-half-point favorites. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, no, I bet QL has them at three, and that's what I'm locked in at. Wow. There you have Let it. Let me double-check because that's what I locked it in at Again, earlier today. I'm looking at a website that is not approved by CBS. I mean by Odyssey, so I will <laughs> – I'm looking, I'm looking at Vegas Insider right now, which gives you all the casinos up to the minute. That's what I go by and stuff. Well, I just did my pick, so who's next? <laughs> All right, I'll jump in here. Well, water's warm. Um, I'm going to go with Georgia as well, minus six. I'm with you. I love it at six. Love it at six and a half. I mean, look, Ohio State's going to score points, sports fans. We're not sitting, as we said, we're not doing the Bears 45 to nothing. Uh, and it may go into the fourth quarter, but when it gets in the fourth quarter, that's when Georgia's going to flex, and that's when this game's going to be over. Ohio State's going to hang for three quarters. I think there'll be some Georgia fans. They'll have those isolation shots on on ESPN, ABC, of like <gasps> some hot-looking Georgia co-ed going, oh, no, you know, this Ohio State scores a touchdown. <laughs> go, Georgia, go down. But it'll be all right. And uh, I'm also going to jump on the uh, South Carolina Gamecocks. They are getting three-and-a-half plus Notre Dame. I think that's a really short bet right now. What's that, Bob? You, you can't pick that game. It's, it's literally underway. in progress. It's oh. 21-7. <laughs> You're not picking that damn game. Pick uh, another one, cheater. I had it written down. I didn't realize uh-uh. it. It's right here. It's on my paper. It's on the TV you're looking at. Pick <laughs> yeah, another game. They just got a pick six, by the way, the Gamecocks all over the Irish down in the uh, Gator Bowl. Right are now. you kidding me? I'm not going to accuse you of uh, tomfoolery or <laughs> chicanery. I can't get anything by you guys. Yes, the game is in progress. All right, man, I'm going to go down to the Cotton Bowl. I think Georgia, I'm sorry, I'm sorry Bama is going to a show out. The fact that you got Bryce Young and Will Anderson playing in this game sends a message to the rest of the Tide, and I think that Bryce really wants to help to secure that position as the number one overall pick. And I think that Kansas State's a plucky physical team. They are. But uh, not good enough to uh, cover seven. Bama minus seven over the Wildcats of K-State. Only one game, uh, Bo, in the pros for me. Good team, bad team. Giants trying to keep those playoff hopes alive against the hapless Colts, minus five and a half. In case you're wondering, Giants are four out of their last five. They have covered the number for what it's worth. All right. 
I um I'll go ahead and do mine real quick before I get to Chris and Carl's. Okay. Because I also had the Giants minus five and a half against the Colts. I love that. I also have Georgia minus six against Ohio State. And I did check the line. It is now at five and a half. That is moved because of the David Blau news that he will start over Colt McCoy because Colt McCoy had concussion right. uh, or, uh, issues again that came up. Mm-hmm. I guess Trace McSorley, they don't want him to start. Uh, and Blau, if you guys remember, was the backup for the Lions who got to play like two years ago on Thanksgiving and then got cut this year on hard knocks. Yes, so those are mine. I'm taking That's the harsh. Falcons minus the five and a half. So Giants minus five and a half, Dogs minus six, Falcons minus five and a half. Okay. Then we go to Carl and Turtle. Turtle has the Niners minus nine and a half against the franchise quarterback Derek Carlos Las Vegas Raiders. Right. He also has the Giants. Minus five and a half against the now bench Matt Ryan Colts, and he has the Jaguars minus four against Houston. So he went all NFL. Right. And then Carl Dukes, who is using his tote service this year, clearly he was abysmal last year. Now he's suddenly ten games above five hundred. He has the Packers covering minus three against the Vikings. Ooh. I believe that is at Lambeau. Okay. He has the Lions covering minus six, which I would never pick them after how they embarrassed me last week. And he has the Panthers covering the four points against Tampa Bay. Bay. Hmm. So some interesting kind of where some of these guys are going. Uh, A lot of guys going all NFL. Mike went opposite of that with more college. Cool. And I like some of those picks. I think we're all on the, uh, the Colts. Getting their butts whooped by the Giants. That's in the. Uh, it's at MetLife, by the way. In Nick Foles starting that. Yes, he is. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, you know, I was uh, real quick. Chris did like the 49ers. I like that game too. But uh, that you can see the Raiders just absolutely collapsing. And this is being another one to Squid's point yesterday with Josh McDaniels' disasters, which he's created by. I mean, at least see this thing out. I know Carr had three picks last week. At least see it through to the end of the season before. Because this think? this accomplishes nothing. You know, Jared Stidham is not a starting NFL quarterback. Please. And there's well, a reason. He's been to, what, five right. different teams, it seems like. This is all about the injury guarantee. Right. They don't want to have to pay the injury guarantee. Bingo. But yeah, don't. Right. But here's the, th- here's the problem I have, and this is why another issue I have with Josh McDaniels. Don't sell me a line of you want to see what you had in Jared Stidham. You had the dude like three freaking years in New England, right. and you couldn't do a freaking thing with him, and you're going to lot our faces. And now the players in that locker room are going, hey, it's all about the dollars. It's not the first time a player has been sat with a consideration of X amount of touchdowns, get you a bonus, or this kind of thing, an extra tackle, get you a bonus, and they sit somebody. And that's basically what it is. And tell me that's not going to resonate poorly in that locker room. Mm-hmm. So I like that pick. Good pick, 49ers. By the way, I love watching the, the Gamecocks just kicking the snot out of the Irish. This is really enjoyable. It brings you great, great joy, doesn't I just, it? Shane's such a good dude. We've had him on the show. And, you know, it's, I, I told you a few weeks ago, it's just something really weird and funny that I've got two guys that are coaching Division One college football that I bought shots for when they when Buckhead was still Buckhead <laughs> and Brent Key <laughs> and Shane Bieber. Really? And they were all out with me on the same night. It was George Godsey and Brent Key, and it was uh, uh, Kevin Knapp. Who's, that was uh, after they left Tech? Really? Yeah, one was a GA, but yeah, Kevin yep. Knapp was a yep. lineman as well for Georgia Tech, and it's just kind of cool to see these guys now walking the sidelines, and, and and it's good, man. I hope I really hope Brent can cook things up there. So. He just hired his wide receiver coach, uh, a guy from Western Kentucky, I think, and he also mm. coached down at Colquitt County in Valdosta, so he has a lot of contacts right. in South Georgia. You know what a hotbed that is for uh, mm. recruiting. Hey, real quick, we do have a breaking or developing story. I'm not sure we'll be able to get anything out of Steve Coonan, but we will try. For what it's worth, guys, Sham Sharania, who covers the NBA, is pretty well dialed in. Mm-hmm. Right? I think he's he's right more than he's wrong. Uh, in the midst of a turbulent season, he tweets, Atlanta Hawks head coach Nate McMillian 
has uh, strongly considered resigning from his position, according to sources telling Sham Sharanian. Well, last time we uh, confronted Steve with that and I was working with him, Coonan really just kind of, uh, he just kind of mocked it openly. Well, it's real quick. The John Collins train actually. I mean, we love Nate. Nate's been nothing but a class act with us. Sure. But it's interesting because, you know, we know where this goes. If the team continues to kind of one step forward, two steps back, coaches mm-hmm. get fired more than any other league that's the NBA. But go. for what it's worth, again, nothing from the Hawks, but Sham Sharani reporting that Nate McMillan is considering resigning, according to sources he's hearing from. Well, we also, you remember that soundbite we played just uh, not too long ago about him. Just He just seemed so de- exhausted, deflated, right. defeated. I just, I can't relate. I can't, I can't, you know, he, he just basically, he basically almost resigned during that soundbite. Well, it's just tough when you're sitting there, as we said, watching the game, when you hear the sidelines. You and I were at the game on mm-hmm. uh, on, on Wednesday night, and you hear him you know, begging for some defense. I mean, if that's what begging it's coming for some down defense. to. And again, the the trade thing. Look, you, you guys think this is the first time a superstar has gotten sideways with a coach, and the superstar remains, and the, and the coach gets fired. I don't know what planet yeah. you guys are living on. Interesting thing, I was watching the Laker documentary last night, and I've gotten through the first two uh, episodes, and you know we know how Magic at Paul Westhead fired, even after winning right. the title. So That's right. It's, it's been a fact of life. All right, we got Steve Coonan coming up next. A Friday. Friday tradition, right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game. Rob Triple in for Carl. Sports Radio 929 The Game. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. To more Dukes and Bell. Are you ready? On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Time to check in with the CEO of our Atlanta Hawks. This is Catching Up with Coonan on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Rob Triple in for Carl Duke. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Let's immediately go out and talk with our buddy Steve Coonan. Good afternoon, sir. Happy New Year and all those things. Happy New Year to you two, gentlemen. How exciting a weekend do we have here in the beautiful oh. city of Atlanta? All starts tonight with the circus in town, man. The Lakers, uh, hopefully they've been uh, hitting it hard with LeBron's birthday palooza. Right. <laughs> down there in South Beach. And uh, we got to ask you a question about Shaq's hiring. Kind of came up in the Shaq doc. But first, Steve, got to ask you about a report that dropped about 23 minutes ago from uh, Sham Sharania saying that uh, Nate is thinking about resigning uh, from the Hawks. Your thoughts? Well, I mean, I thought that was an absolute non-story story when he was thinking about resigning. But, I mean, come on. That was literally trash journalism. All right. Trash. Well, all right. Let's, let's, let's do more trash journalism, I guess. It just seems like there's a lot of bad vibes out of there. The unnamed coach in the NBA says, Trey doesn't like the coach. Coach doesn't like Trey. And there's just all sorts of uh, chaos and uh, toxicity in the locker room. Your response to that, Mr. Coonan? My response is, why doesn't anybody put their name on it if it's real? Mm. But you know, my, but my response yeah. is, I'm sorry. No, but Steve, you know, but the world we live in now, it's. it's I know the standards have fallen. This but is that's made how it works. up stuff. I'm literally calling Shams out. Okay, all right, and that's okay, and, and that's news. He said too. he's thinking of resigning, but didn't resign. You know what that's called? A non-story. Fair enough. Fair enough. And if you're the reporter, what do you want to do? You want to cover your base because if something happens in the next mm. six months. 
he'll go back to it and said, I reported on, <laughs> you know, December 29th or 30th. I mean, come on, man. He has strongly considered resigning from his position. <laughs> Steve Coonan refuting the, uh, the, the comments I mean, of Shamsarin. It's just, I mean, it's just hack journalism. Right. Hack. But there is, and again, I'm not uh, validating it or, or, or condoning it. I'm just saying. No, you're just repeating them. I'm just repeating it because, as Carl says, we don't we don't give you rumors. We just uh, throw it out there. Um, right. Here's the deal: team has a little bit of a flow, and look, no one. And we said this five times yesterday. We're a better offense. We're, we're we need Trey. We need Trey to be a part of this offense. But it just I need Trey to flow with this offense the way it looks when Trey's not on the floor. I think that's to be seems to be an issue that cropped up. They look good in the half court on Wednesday night against the Nets. Yes. They, they did look good in the half court, and we've looked great with Trey, you know, and then we've had downsides on both sides. So, you know, unfortunately, and again, not being defensive, but just trying to keep it real here, um, this team is still trying to find its sea legs. It, it absolutely is trying to find its sea legs. It's struggled um, against opponents we should beat. We've beaten some opponents that um, were favored against us, and we just hadn't found a rhythm or a flow left that's been sustainable. And I'm, you know, I'm hopeful, and why not? Let it start tonight at the beginning of the year. We've got a big road trip. The guys will be together on the West Coast, gone for 10 days. And so I, I feel like, um, you know, there is a tremendous amount of opportunity ahead of us. I still think we have 48 more games to go. So it's a little early, but, you know, when Travis took a step back, we knew the floodgates were going to open with innuendo and rumor and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, there's not much we can do about it, but just say, report the story when there's a story. Don't go put stuff out there to get clicks. And that's what unfortunately seems to be happening. Well, it has been frustrating me as an Atlanta native, born and raised, grew up in Decatur, been a Hawks fan since Lou Hudson, Pete Maravich. It- it's just been frustrating that everything's been trending the other way since that magical year a couple of years ago where we're a Trey Young injury away from getting to the finals. Yeah, I mean, it's, um, it, it's puzzling in some ways, and I do think it's obvious that we did overachieve that year. We played really, really well together, and there are pieces of our team that are still with us and they're pieces that we've added and maybe we should have been more aggressive in you know last year and building towards this year we have a real opportunity coming up with the trade deadline to see what kind of pieces and what's out there and i do think we'll be very active in that because we're not happy with where we are um we have good pieces but we don't have everything flowing beautifully together quite yet so in light of nate seriously considering resigning uh <laughs> you've got uh yeah you you said this over, i believe before i was on vacay that you felt you want to get a sample size at least uh, your gm does of a healthy hawks team before anything would ever happen absolutely i mean come on unfortunately and that's one of the great my learnings eight years into this luck and health are the two biggest factors you were talking about the magical season we have trey steps on a referee's foot who's actually out of position which probably shouldn't be happening in a conference finals to have a referee, yeah. you know, in a player's way. And who knows what, what happens? Who knows where we go and how things come here? We've played last, I think, 10 days ago, the AJC said, Hawks finally healthy, have all starters. And DeAndre Hunter left the game in 12 minutes later. And it's like, <laughs> oh, God, here we go again. So, 
Here we go again. It is the CEO of your Atlanta Hawks, everybody's favorite CEO, Steve Coonan. Hey, before we talk about your favorite college football team, your alma mater, there was a really cool piece in uh, Shaq's documentary. It was part four. They did a really nice job on it, HBO. And uh, part of it was, you know, his life after basketball and the idea of do I go to work for the four-letter network or stay here in Atlanta and uh, work for TNT. And uh, your name cropped up about, you know, him meeting with you. I think Levy was the other guy in there. What was your pitch to Shaq? Because obviously he says it's just us, as we've said a million times to you, you guys created an unbelievable, real fun that can't be imitated you know, show with the NBA on TNT. I have been very, very, very fortunate in my career that I've been able to go recruit a lot of talent and, you know, be good at the table and be fun in the room. And the Shaq meeting, we were so on, he fell out of his chair twice laughing. <laughs> um, and I can't give you the precise instance of what we said, but, you know, what we loved about him is that he is a guy who – not only knows basketball, but cares deeply about having fun and, and being a character. And when you're entertaining people, look, you and I, Rob, we're all lucky. We're not in the rocket science business. We're in the entertainment business. And hopefully people who are listening to this, except for me bitching about everything, um, <laughs> thinks we're highly entertaining. And that's what we conveyed to Shaq, that coming to Turner is going to be a blast. Bring the, your authentic self. Now, I did put one thing into his contract that he has never fulfilled, and it's partially my fault. I agreed the last element of the deal was that he would play with me in the um, Atlanta Jewish Community Center two-on-two tournament. <laughs> I swear to you, this is actually true. He would play in the tournament as my partner, but I never had the... Um, nerve to call him and say, we got to go play basketball, big fella. Um, and I was about 75 pounds heavier in those days and wasn't sure I was wanted to get out there in a tank top <laughs> with um, the big fella. But it would have been fun. I would have been a champion. And that's certainly something he'd do because he has that irreverence about him. Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's not much he can't do. Shaq does a sponsor summit every year of all the companies he was involved in. And he was kind enough to invite me to speak at it a few years back. And he truly cares about the products he endorses. They're part of his life. He wants to be an owner. He doesn't want to be a spokesperson. And he's really involved. And then he puts a lot of resources back into our community and has done an amazing job with Papa John's, who is an Atlanta company, in um, raising money and bringing a lot of good things to a lot of good people in Atlanta. So I had it on. I wasn't really paying attention, kind of doing emails for the day and looked at it. And all of a sudden I looked up and saw my, you know, fat little face and went, oh, my God. <laughs> and then um, the emails started coming in. By the way, what would Shaq's name in Yiddish be if you were going to play? In the, in the, in the... It would be Shaq. It Shaq. translates perfectly. <laughs> Put a C in front of the H. It is our man Steve Cody with us. All right, what do you think is going to happen Saturday night? Georgia is a six-point favorite, down to six, by the way. So the Buckeyes obviously called their guys before they got on the plane to come down here. But uh, the over Beautiful. 62, uh, it's, Steve, it's really hard as we've been breaking it down all week not to get too focused on how bad Ohio State looked at that Michigan game and then extrapolate that to this one. Yeah, I mean, the one thing about a bowl game, which is so unusual for any other playoff, I can't think of any other sports who takes a month off before from their last game to their next game. So it's kind of an anomaly that um, really only happens in college football in the bowl season. And so 
I just think, you know, I've seen a lot of Georgia games, and I think they are built to win. I think they're built to play any kind of game. And I do think Georgia will win, um, you know, in a manner that makes all of us have one hell of a happy New Year. You're going to be in the building? Nothing says Happy New Year than spending two hours in traffic leaving Mercedes. <laughs> so that means you're not going to be in the building tomorrow. You're going to watch it. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to be in the building. What are you, crazy? Hey, where are you going to be? We're in a suite. I presume, so are we. I presume you're in a suite. And I'm not going to put our number on the air. <laughs> so what's yours? I'll, none of your damn business. <laughs> none of your damn business. Yeah, I lucked in one of my buddies, and he's a corporate write-off. Thing. But anyway, Steve, Text en- me. enjoy the game. And again, and Steve emphatically saying it's trash journalism, Sham Sharania saying that Nate McMillan is strongly considered resigning. You said hack journalism. Hack. Hack. Said it three times now. All right, Steve, have a great New Year, brother. We'll talk to you in 23. All right, text me, Mike. I'll see you tomorrow night. You got it, partner. There's All our right. man, Steve Coonan, everybody's favorite CEO. And again, if you're just tuning in, Sham Sharani, NBA journalist, saying that Nate's been considering, strongly considering resigning. And to Steve's point, well, I mean, you could say that about anyone. It's you're just it's it's so ridiculous that it's uh, there's no there's no burden of proof by the journalist when you make it so vague. Whether whether his story's true or not, I I, I respect the way that Steve Coonan was very succinct. And his dismissal of that story. And he didn't elaborate, go on a tangent. He said, no, it's BS, period. That's basically and I what just, it out there. Based on our experiences with Nate, I just can't see him quitting. You wouldn't think an old school guy like that would be a quitter. And plus, just, he wouldn't get paid if he could quit, right? I think you, yeah. I think you, you tell me I'm leaving. Hey, man, we'll come back with uh, Dave Archer. He's going to tell us what's going down with Ritter. The, uh, you know, the learning curve for Desmond. What's Arch seeing from what the dude is doing? Can he air it out against his Cardinals defense? Rob says yes. Will Arch agree next? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 